February 26, 2005. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
another hit, have another line of coke, have another shot, have another hit of shit, have another drink, have another cigarette. Have another drink, have another cigarette, have another hit, have another line of coke, have another shot, have another hit of shit, have another drink, have another cigarette. show you gotta cut that bob lee we're doing a radio show here <laughs> okay Yikes. bob lee trying to get his uh cues up wasn't as prepared probably as he'd like to but well i kind of gave it away huh our special guest today brother matt mr bob lee good morning Welcome aboard to Pedro. It's your second time in Pedro in two days, Bob Lee. Second time in like 12 hours. Yeah, so Drove what's that home, about? went to bed, and drove back. What's that about? Well, I don't live here, so I had to drive home. No, why were you here the first time? I went to see the uh, premiere of We Jam Econo last night. Ah, that's it. Warner Grand Theater. And it was a stellar event. Sure was. Well, let's tell the folks here what we just heard. Uh, that was MX80 Sound Live. Was it Chicago or San Francisco? I'm not sure. They don't go into what, what was from what, but this they is off their, sure. it's off their live album, uh, Always yeah, Leave Them Wanting Less. 
Well, it's, some of it's at bottom of the hill in San Francisco, some's empty bottle in Chicago. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that one was from the bottom of the hill. Okay, place I've played many times. SF. And I dig much. Well, bottom of the hill. Good pad to play. Good pad to play. We started off, of course, with some John Coltrane, like every Watt for Pedro show. And that was with another live thing as well, along with Mr. Eric Dolphy, the uh, John Coltrane Quintet, and a tune called Miles Mode. Some smoking stuff. So, uh, yeah, we Jeremy Cano, the story of the Minuteman. Did the premiere last night. Brother Matt, you were there? Yeah, man. Bob Lee was there. A lot of cats from the old days were there. In fact, it was sold out. The only time I ever seen that pad that full was when the Ramones played there. Andy Boone saw a lot of horror movies and science fiction as teenagers there. Got booted out many times for making noise. We'd bring whistles. And <laughs> that was, it was a, a trippy thing. It was a great event, and it was a really, really great movie. I'm uh, very much looking forward to, I guess, what I've heard is going to be an expanded edition DVD. I think there'll be two DVDs. It'll be twice long. Like, I think there was 25 songs. Mm-hmm. There's going to be 50 in the DVD. Oh, great. And uh, more spiel and stuff like that. But it was a really nice mix of, you know, laughing your ass off and kind of scratching your head in ponderance and uh, just getting rocked into the ground. Yeah, my mother was pretty tripped out by seeing this play. She's told me she's watched it now 15 times. Yeah, because, you know, in the moment, she saw us a couple times, but she didn't see us real early on in that movie. Like, it has some of our first paid gig. Uh, Starwood, 1980. I didn't know, even know existed. You were getting belige on some of the audience in that. What was Dude, they getting belige on, on them. They were getting belige on us. They spit so much on us. I know Deep Boom comes up. I'll meet you on the football field. Something like that. He breaks two strings. He keeps good charging. It was intense. I think I said something like, where's your... Is you, you your number, you fucking poser? You know, but I say something like, where's your band? Yeah. And I'll tell you why I said that, because I recognized what the kids were doing was uh, making a line and doing round robin as they gathered up spit to give another round. So I saw him, and I recognized one of the guys. We had just <coughs> played a couple weeks before with him in Pedro. <laughs> you know, we got him, the, the Ozy Hairs or something, they were called, <laughs> young kids. And here we just played with him, got him a gig. They were all friendly, but that was punk, you know. That's what you do. I, gotta, I, gotta, I can't complain too much because one time I got all drunk and I spit on Jello Biafra, his big old fucking hawker right on his lapel. <laughs> and I had to see it the whole night. You know? <laughs> I felt like such an asshole. So pro- I probably deserved every fucking hawk and loogie that ever came on me. And what was really nasty was not being able to hold your hands up. Because you're playing and have to sing, and so they come right into your mouth. <laughs> that was that was intense. That was so intense. Um, I guess you can't really turn away from them because then you can't see the bottles flying through the air. Yeah, that's even dangerous. More dangerous. Spit don't hurt like that. Cans, full cans of beer, nailers. Oh man, some of those things. Uh, who is your favorite spieler? 
I liked Meltzer. And, uh, it was interesting watching, uh, watching Georgie talk about, about it too. I spent some time hanging out with him and I never really talked to him about those days. About drums. Like, not knowing what you're doing and just mm. going for it. I like <laughs> pretty <that>. philosophical. <laughs> you, know, you don't know what you can do, so you like just try your hardest. <laughs> I like and then you look back and whoa, you're amazed. <laughs> and I liked Ian a lot. He That's articulated was, a lot of the way I felt. Thurston about that called stuff me last night it. after the thing, and he said that was his favorite. He was kind of embarrassed for his thing. He thought he would. He appeared as some like. East Coast elitist calling us doofus. But I told him it was all right because he said he was a doofus too. And that's kind of how he related. That's when I came into it, yeah, I related to it. I mean, a lot of us did. He was also embarrassed by the way because he actually did it at Byron's Pad. Uh-huh. So those aren't all his records. He sold a lot of his records. So it makes him look like like mega collector geek, but which no. he uh, was very much so, but he's kind of like I think Kim stomped on that but he's sitting in front of like 10,000 records they're Byron's Byron's in a box yeah that never gets explained really that uh, that his stuff is, is no he's the in a giant box oh he's standing in a huge cardboard oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't know if you noticed that I saw so a little bit of it I'm like what is what is he doing yeah, with that thing on his lap there's nothing you know oh by the way you know I'm in this box like the Velvet Underground song mm-hmm was it the gift? There's this tune where the cat, his girlfriend lives away, so he's going to mail her a present. He's going to mail her him. So he gets in the box and mails himself up. What's his name? Albert or something. Anyway, oh, she opens up the box. She uses a pair of scissors. In fact, it's the cover. Walter. Uh... Is it Walter? Mm. That's the cover. You can barely see it, but it's it's the actual cover because when she uses the scissors to open up the box, yeah, it gets them right in the head. And it little very, dogs of red. Yeah, it's like a poetic description sun. of his blood coming out in the sunlight. <laughs> it's like it's a kale song. He's yeah. got two of them on there. One's Lady Godiva's yeah. operation. But it's Lou Reed's story. He wrote it in a composition class I read. Probably for... Uh, and White, Stony Brook, or where? where no, he's Syracuse, and his, SUNY. Yeah, and and his mentor was uh, Delmar, Delmar Schwartz. Mm-hmm. It's probably for maybe him. Yeah, John Cale makes it into a tune or a narrative or something, <laughs> because the Godiva ones like that too. Well, there's some melody mm-hmm. on one channel, and the other channel's got this. Uh, I feel like playing that. You got that? You got the white light, white heat. But I, it took me years to realize that the cover was actually the gift. I don't know if I've ever yeah, there's looked a crack at that and intense. you can see. I think ah. so. Because so, it depends on when you got it. At first, it was embossed, and mm-hmm. then it was just flat. Yeah. The different reissues. So uh, you 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 uh, picked M- X80 Sound. Yeah, they're a favorite. One of the few bands I've flown to go watch play. Yeah, but you know what? I bet you a lot of cats, even though they've been around, don't know about them. So why don't you enlighten the listeners? Well, MX-80's from uh, Bloomington, Indiana. uh, Moved to San Francisco in 1979. And uh, 
made a couple of records for Ralph Records, the residence label. Bloomington, that's the college town. Yeah. IU. And uh, apparently had a very hard time of it. They thought San Francisco would be this welcoming artist community, and they got there at the height of uh, punk rock, and everybody was all anti-guitar solo. And they had a rough time getting gigs. Bruce Didn't Anderson they said play people used with to Perubu? Maybe that yeah. would make sense. They played with like Patty. They played with everybody who came through Bloomington. My friend Eddie saw him open for Patty Smith. But once they moved to San Francisco, they said it was much harder to get gigs. At least in Bloomington, they they could only play at the library, but they would pack the library. San Francisco, they couldn't. Get it was 50 more of an people. oasis too, where bands. Yeah, and then in San, San Francisco, Francisco, a lot more competition. People, for venues. And people would like throw. Bruce Anderson said people would throw their leather jacket on his guitar to keep him from playing solos. Just like stop. MX80 always had a lot happening. of lead guitar. It's just that kind of band. They were kind of uh, Hawkwindy, kind of Hawkwindy, and uh, and Beef Hardy. By, by the angular. way, have you heard about Hawkwind? Some kind of uh, incarnation is going to tour again. I heard. Oh, that's cool. I know they play every couple of years in England. They've never really stopped. Dave Brock always has a band called that and play at a and festival then, uh, or two. One of the other some... cats has kind of a version. Is it Turner? There was Nick Turner's. Space, Oblivion? Space Wind, I think he oh, was Space calling Wind? it. And uh, I don't know if that was the name or not. It was Nick Turner's... Uh, fuck, was the name of the, the live album? Nick Turner's Space Ritual. Space Ritual. Wow. And they were pretty good. But th- that's who I always thought of when I heard MX-80 sound was mm-hmm. a little bit of Hawkwood. And kind of deadpan Lou Reed delivery on the, the vocals. Yeah, but, yeah. But even more... Detached. I was telling you, I saw them uh, be the backup band for Malcolm Moody, mm-hmm. who was the uh, first singer for Can, which was pretty wild at Spaceland. I got to play at Spaceland tonight, opening for Thurston. He's playing with this band, Whiteout. Yeah, and then right after, I got to go to 14 Below and play with Perkins and Peter. So, full thing with Watt. Pl- practice with the new Second Man version, Paul Rossler now aboard. Cool. But he's got the piece. It's coming about. Bob Lee wants me to get a local gig. Yeah, that'd be good. Because well, yeah. he didn't get to see uh, Echo. So maybe yeah. we'll do that before we leave. I'll host you at a rehearsal studio, if nothing else. Yeah. And I'll spring for it. Practice bad. Uh, let's see. You picked a song here that you got some... Uh, personal involvement here yeah this is a live recording from the black gang tour fall of 1998 uh this was recorded at alvin's and put the opera to bed tour and this is mike nels klein and myself doing uh, a madonna song what for pedro show My secret garden, I'm looking for the perfect flower, waiting for my finest hour. In my secret garden, I still believe, after all, I still believe, and I fall. You plant the seed, and I'll watch it grow. I wonder when I'll start to show. I wonder if I'll ever know where my place is, 
where my face is. I know it's in here somewhere. What I really want to know is the color of my hair. I know the answer is out there somewhere in my secret garden. There's a battle that isn't over in a heart that has not hardened. A place that I can be born in my secret garden. A rose without a thorn. Lover without scorn. If I wait for the rain to kiss me and undress me, will I look a fool, wet and a mess? Will I still be thirsty? Will I pass the test? And if I look to the rainbow, will I see it? Or will I pass right by? Because I'm not supposed to see. Because the blind are never free. Because even in my secret garden, there's a chance that I could hide. And that's why I'm still looking For a petal that isn't torn A heart that has not hardened A place that I can't be born In my secret garden A rose without a thorn A lover without scorn I still believe I still believe When all is said and done, I'm still alive When the boots have come and trampled on me, I'm still alive When all the lawyers and accounts have come to suck my blood dry, I'm still alive and the sun will kiss me and caress me And I think that I will grow This I know And that is why I'm still looking For a battle that isn't a heart that has not hardened A place that I can be born In my secret garden A rose without a thorn A lover without scorn Somewhere on Fulton Blue Lies my secret garden
Watt from Pedro Show. That was some brand new backbiter. Bob Lee, tell us about that. Yeah, it's fresh out the can. We're in the midst of working on our third release, which I think is going to turn out to be two. Uh, we're going to do as a double package. We've got about a twofer. We've got about 80 minutes worth of new stuff in the can, and uh, probably 45 or 50 minutes of pre-recorded stuff from the old days that hasn't ever come out. So we want to probably do a double disc and get it, just kind of dump it all out there. Some dumpage. That tune there was uh, Looking in the Mirror. Mm-hmm. Quite a departure for the backbiter thing. For one thing, because we played a tune last week, head case number 32, and there was a Leslie organ. Yeah. That's, that's uh, missing. That's, Instead, we got the piano. Yeah, so there was a particular couple of years we had an organ player All right Mundell, when you were doing them cover things of albums we did we did a couple of who albums yeah and we did a couple of sets for parties that uh we well, i saw like. one at spaceland i think mm -hmm. and jeff was fun for that and we did deep purple covers <laughs> that's right with dave van Heusen. so but with this new backfire besides no organ there's just a lot of differences. Jonathan's singing much different. A uh, clean guitar. Mm-hmm. No big Marshall sound. Yeah. Well, no there Rocky will, Erickson voice. There will be some more traditional uh, selections on the on the offering as well. There's probably going to be 30 songs. So. Well, what you, th you said you're going to split them into two dealios. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of being able to, to sequence and put things into a you know, fashion them into a whole so that the album works from, from front to back. Uh, before the new Backbiter, we had uh, Peter DiStefano with his new album, Self. Uh, well, the song's called Selfish. Uh, I don't know what the record's called. Yes, I do. It's called Soul Trigger. I'm playing with Peter tonight with Perkins. Hell Rides, Stooge, Freak Out. Before that, we had Bellini, notorious drummer Damon Che. I heard uh, the Bellini tour he was on, he abandoned them. Or maybe they abandoned him. Something crazy. That was a tune called Patience and Passion in Brown Gloves. Yeah, that guy's a character. I met him 12 years ago and could tell he was not your uh, run-of-the-mill rock band guy. <laughs> He's a tripper. I saw him when we played a gig with him, with uh, Don Caballero, and uh, yeah, he said he wanted to move to L.A. and jam. <laughs> so I know, I guess he's from Pittsburgh or something. Yeah, uh, uh, Chicago maybe. We played with them in Pittsburgh, and I thought maybe they moved to Chicago. Oh, well, yeah, he said, you know who said that to me once too was Murph from Dinosaurs. He said, yeah, I'm thinking moving out to L.A., and I said, yeah, he said, yeah. I said, why? He said, well, I want to jam. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you moved out to that's LA. That's why right? I moved out here. I wanted to jam with, uh, I wanted to be on SST Crawl Records Space. and sleep on the floor under Greg Ginn's desk. Now, you didn't know of Crawl Space, right? I hadn't uh, heard of them before I came out. Well, when I got here, I looked in the recycler, and uh, the first thing I saw was an ad. I think the bands it mentioned were MC5, Stooges, Sonic Youth and Butthole Surfers, which were four of my favorite bands at that time. And 
mentioned free jazz and controlled noise, and I'd just come out of college music classes on 20th century music, and it just sounded right. It was an improvisational band. Started out as songs. Started out, oh. they were kind of stoogy, uh, gnarly, ugly rock songs. And probably would have fit right in on Amphetamine Reptile or you know, could have played with Killdozer and those kind of bands. And uh, grew into a more psychedelic, jammed <laughs> out thingamabob about a year after I started doing it. And uh, changed bass players, got Joe Dean from Pedro on bass, and that yeah. sort of signaled a shift. So our first bass player, Sarge, was pretty strictly into Stooges, New York Dolls, Pistols. Well, you were in a Sarge and, band later. And Well, I was in, in Fearless Leader with Sarge. That's what I mean. Oh that man, band? that's what I forgot to bring to well, Wasn't that his band? That was his band, yeah. yeah. In and fact, you did quite a tenure with him. Well, we Fearless Leader didn't do a whole lot, but I was well, I started doing stuff with them. Maybe not a lot of gigs, but it covered a, some time, right? Well, when I first started doing stuff with them, I was like the uh, the the mascot. I would dress up in a Godzilla suit and go hand out spam with whipped cream on it to the audience, or. Um, go set up the like giant bongs that with smoke machines in them and set up the giant seeds that we could One fish out of that part of the set more essential than the assistant hair tech it played air guitar when the second yeah. guitar player couldn't make the gig and uh then What's started doing nowadays not uh, a whole lot musically but fearless leaders second album is about to come out interestingly enough on gulcher records Wow, Culture, that's the name of a Meltzer book. Yeah, that's they did um, MX-80's first singles, and uh, the Gizmos, Crazy Kenny Highland, Wow, some of the Midwestern yeah. uh, pioneers, the Africa Corps, Screaming Mimis. Africa Corps? They turned into Savage Republic out here. I think so, yeah. Yeah, uh, played a reunion with him. Really? Bruce Leitcher, the guy who did those weird cardboard covers, mm -hmm. independent projects, I think it's, I think yeah. it's called. He lives in Arizona now. Ethan Port lives up in uh, San Francisco. In fact, he asked me to do something kind of savage, Republic related. I don't know if I have the time. Uh, you, are you aware of the uh, unknown instructors? Mm -mm. That's why they're unknown. Okay. No awareness. Well, I've been playing some of their tunes. It's a project, this uh, poet teacher from uh, Toledo, Maumee area of Ohio, came to Pedro and uh, did this improvisational thing with uh, myself, George Hurley, and Joe Biza. And, in fact, he's got plans in August to do the same thing with David Thomas aboard, too. Wow. Perubu singer. So here's a song from that. I think the record comes out next month. Cool. And uh, Jack Brewer does some spiel, too. And this is uh, called The Teacher, Watt from Pedro Show. Pleased with himself. 
set his heart on Daniel. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. These men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, Know, O king, that no decree nor salute statute which the king established may be changed. No statute with the king established may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake unto and said, Daniel, thy God whom thou servest, Continually, he shall deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the dead. And the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel.
show that was chop shop from norman oklahoma uh i'm pretty sure that uh we conked there last tour myself uh raul and pete second man it's college town right norman yeah it's just south ok city just maybe 30 miles 20 miles so uh 
It's a band called Chop Shop and a tune called D Boone. Yeah. Much respect. Much respect. Before that, we had um, The Teacher by the Unknown Instructors. Little Jack Brewer there at the end. Mainly uh, Dan McGuire on the spiel. Myself, bass. Barely hanging on. I don't know what was wrong with me. I mean, it was improvisational, but that's no excuse. And Joe Bison, some righteous guitar, as well as George Hurley, on very smoking drums. Jesus and the Stooges. Yeah, it was weird, like a <laughs> Book of Daniel thing, and mixed in with some Stooges. Got some Stooges gigs end of May, uh, Lisbon and Barcelona. <coughs> after this Europe tour, really trying hard. I got a Slovenia gig, a Croatia gig. But get, uh, Serbia in there too, so we get a little you go land. Oh, it's excellent. It's so great. The promoters, they're all from them different they're different lands now. And they're all cool with each other. Oh cool. You know? So it's important. In fact, uh probably have to cut some gigs to do it. But uh already got seven German gigs, so we lose Scharnhorf. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you know, for one Belgrade. Sorry people of Scharnhorf. I know, I'll make it up for to you. <laughs> You know, uh, God, I got oh, maybe eight Italian gigs, which is pretty wild. Wow. Yeah. That is wild. Can you believe that? That many. You know, eat uh, well for eight days of your life. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, dates are still getting more solid, but the next show I'll probably have them and let uh, folks know about it. Last tour for the opera. I got to move on to a new thing. Like I was to, uh, saying to you before, little songs, no opera. Probably 36 little songs. Is that Cleveland guys? Uh, no, that's going to be the one after. I want to do a record for, after touring with Raul and him having to do Jerry stuff, I was thinking, man, I should write stuff for Raul. That's cool. You know what I mean? So then I'll do the Cleveland thing where I just show up with songs. And then Black Gang. That Black Gang record done. Written. So, and Nels, of course, kind of busy these days, but he says he'll make time. So, that'd be great, probably yeah. Nels, myself. Sweet. We're there. Oh, we're there, yeah. Okay, end of the first hour done. A Watt for Pedro show, uh, February 26, 2005. Hold tight for hour two. February 26, 2005. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. <laughs>
my dreams they're coming to collect I got something that they want and I don't know what it is but you hit it in my luggage like a needle in a haystack so I'm running like a criminal I'm sneaking around each corner in a foam through a window and the air is cold around me and I'm running for my life borrow back or steal I kissed you on the lips You were sleeping like a racehorse in the evening All that power and motivation And endless broken omens And I don't know if I love you But I really want to own you And I've kept you like a secret From the moment that I found you We can make a deal Chicago on a freezing day in winter Now I feel a little lighter But it really doesn't matter Cause this love is not obedient It's got its own agenda And it wants to take me over And it wants to pull you under And I would like nothing better Than to tear us both to pieces And I won't do what it's told Show
so lovely for that Ben Lee. I got to see him on the night of the Burma show. Really? Yeah. After I dropped off the amp, uh, I went up and saw the Viper and then came back and saw the Burma thing. He's got a new record out. I saw him when he was about 15. I know, 1993. he's always had an old face. <laughs> he's, he's still young, early 20s. Yeah. Uh, stage was full of flowers. I know the Viper Room is not one of your favorite places. Ah, the last time I went there, I had a real good time, and oh, Sal okay. was nice to Remember, me, and uh, I had a problem with the way they they handled a couple of the people that, uh, that came to our show that were unhappy about things, and um, I don't know. I try not to be uptight about it anymore. It's not, it's not worth it. No. They Once had, uh, the guy gave me barbecue, and we talked to talked about uh, methods of barbecue and using those garbage can good. type, uh, the big giant oil can looking yeah, looking barrel. bins. I said, "Yeah, we just got one of those from uh, Reds in South Central," and he's like, "Ah, oh, man!" And like pulls right. out the guy's card and is like, "Me too." No, uh, Sweet Daddies. That yeah, was the guy's. Right. That's right. He makes them for people. Yeah. What's so I have a. Slauson? I forget. I think it might be Slauson, and Elise was on her way taking streets down to uh, Torrance and drove past it and got us one. So we bonded over Sweet Daddy's Barbecue. You know who was working there? Um, former wife from Patrick Modden. Do you remember Patrick? Community FK? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a trick. And uh, it's, uh, Sativa Love Box. Yeah. Sativa Love Box. Featuring M. Siegel. She goes which is uh, a, to me, uh, yeah, you might remember me. I was living with Paula and Helen. Which is a degrees of separation. <laughs> I heard the Nexus. Paul Rossler Nexus. And we started off the uh, second hour with uh, Easily Swayed by Motorcycle Black Madonnas, Mr. Steve Reed on bass, mm-hmm. and, and Jonathan Hall on the guitar. Mark Siegel on drums and Maria Katopoulos on vocals. Right. Playing a show with them tonight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jonathan pulls double yeah, duty. I have to play. He's playing two gigs? Yeah. Or He's playing with the Madonna, Madonna's and Biter playing together. Wish I could come see it, but I gotta go. Two gigs. Yeah. I gotta do double gig duty, but with the double venue. We're playing with Biblical Proof of UFOs and the Wizards. Oh, they're a good band. I've done some gigs with them. They're real good. Are they from Ohio? They're from Cleveland. Yeah. Moved out here to jam. 
Yeah, they're awesome. Did you ever get a copy of their CD? I forgot to bring it. No. Yeah. I'd love to, though. I really liked them. Trio still? Yep. Heavy. Drummer plays with Brant Bjork now. Oh, wow. Who is uh, Ben Lee's drummer played with Brother Wayne Kramer? Guy named Eric Gardner? Oh, I don't know that guy. Yeah. I think uh, Brother Wayne Kramer's still doing his MC5 thing. They're got, doing it uh, in the summer with Lisa Hanson. from the Bell Rays and David Thomas. Wow, I think Handsome Dick is on singing there. Uh-huh. Did I confuse David Thomas with Handsome Dick? I don't No, David Thomas, I it's think, is gonna sing for the MC five. You know, I think I could understand your confusion. If you put them next to each other, and I I would be hard pressed to tell the difference. Yeah, six of one, half a dozen of the other. <laughs> Mark Mothersbaugh told me he did a Devo Perubu show where Devo opened and he walked out and having like stuffed his coat with pillows and put a, put a big hat, big bowler hat on and came out and stood there looking real stern and sang the whole Devo set and Ubu was not amused because yeah. now he had to go out and do the exact same shtick after that. But without stuffing the coat. No, the coat was... The coat came stuff. Yeah, Thomas was uh, <laughs> yeah, David stuffer. He came to a uh, Cambridge gig. Maybe he's playing next door this last tour. Hey, Mike. Really friendly and nice. Tony Mamoni was in town. He he's, played next door to us at the Mountain Goats show. He's playing bass for uh, the Guided by Voice guy. Doug Gilliard. Yeah, I, dirty guy, death of Samantha. You know, they were playing right next to us, and just because of the timing, I didn't even have a chance to go over and look. I would have loved to have seen that. I love Tony Maimon. Uh, Cleveland. He lives in Brooklyn now. In fact, yeah. he's playing some of the stuff that Book of Knots. I guess I'm going to be on volume two. Wow. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, it's time now to, uh, for me to express my joy. Privilege bringing aboard
All right. Much respect. That was wild. You got some EQ tripping. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Matt, thank you much for that spin cycle installment. Brother Bob Lee, thanks for getting in on the collab. That was funky. <laughs> got your rain, rain stick going. And uh, what's that one called? The flatty. The Bodron? Bodron? Irish Spring. Mm -hmm. Irish Spring, R. <laughs> and then the thing with the. Uh, the Hawaiian. No, the stick. Oh, the, the talking drum. Yeah. Yeah. Djimbi? What did Perkins call it? Djimbi doesn't have the little uh, squeezers. Ah. But you play it with the same kind. But play it with the stick. <clears throat> Come here quick. Get off that licking stick. Um, musically, you're pretty much involved with the biter. Right now, backbiter's um, pretty heavy concern. Trying yeah. to finish up this record and uh, get it out. Eight years of backlog material. 80 minutes. Release in the most literal sense of the term. Not much Amadons. Uh, record came out last year. Been playing here and there. And uh, John's been doing more solo gigs. Like acoustic? Solo acoustic or, you know, plugged in, but just by himself. All right. And, you know, taking it at our own pace. But any other proj? Um, there's uh, solo careers albums about to come out. Right. And what about gig wise? One of my next picks. And uh, I is just there started, solo career gigs? There's uh, possibly at the point where our record comes out. Richard Derrick's Bag of Plenty Records is going to put that one out, and uh, it's in the editing phase now. We went and mixed and mastered it up at Joe Steiner's. In, uh, is it from live performances? Some of it's from live show that Dean recorded. That's what we're going to hear later. And Finally got Dean from, his letter. Yeah. You know about Dean. Dean, Dean the Prancing Machine. He's been recording gigs for 15 or more years, okay? But he also was uh, making other things available at a swap meet. And uh, El Hombre came down and arrested him. And so... He asked me, he asked all kinds of cats that he knows locally if they'd write a letter telling the government, uh, I have permission to make these records. So it differs from these other things made available, which he might, it's questionable whether he had permission. Well, Mr. Springsteen. And, yeah, what I was don't know it? if there's a letter on file from... Uh, <laughs> What were the items? It was a Springsteen. I believe it was a Springsteen show on on video. Yeah, very heavy. Raided the house, roommates, mm -hmm. everybody. But uh, yeah, know, he, and they he didn't know, been... you know. Well, he didn't know either. It was a sting, undercover. Yeah, but he's been recording gigs for so long, and his archive has yeah. been extremely. I mean, this we're about. These to are square chunks. They don't know, right? They just. Take care. They don't know who's who, you know, so he has to have. But he told me good news last night that the uh, RIAA, 
which is the an organ uh, industry group put together by the recording people, have not uh, come to court with uh, things. So the judge says, "Look, end of this um, next month. You don't come up with stuff. I'm dropping it." We'll hope that happens. So maybe they're busy uh, suing ninety-year-old grandmas he's, for downloading. <laughs> yeah, he's small potatoes. He's not on the internet. So yeah, but I mean, I mean they've been, right. They've been going after some of these. I, I think he was. They were. He was caught in a sweep for like guys who were selling pirate Tigris Del Norte. CDs of like cop pirates of their latest release. Yeah, right. Which is a There's big a huge thing, thing at with the, at the swap meets with Latin music, big time, big time. All kinds of music, and if you look at the actual CDs, you can see how it's just been like mimeographed or, or xeroxed right off the dealio. Right. So, in fact, I have a paid in full and Eric B and Rakim thing like that because I, me and Dirk used to always go to We Must uh, Swap Meet at. Uh, Harbor College, God, in the old days, every Sunday. That's where a lot of those L.A. hip-hop records started first uh, circulating and finding an audience, was the swap meets. Swap meets. There's wow. one at the drive-in in South Central. Well, Rodeo, Rodeo? what was the Long Beach one? Rodeo? Rodeo. Rodeo. Camino. Camino, that's right. And that that was a huge yeah, one. I've been there, there a few the times. Road, yeah. There was, no, oh, I'm thinking of Long Beach or... Uh, Lakewood, by the McDonnell Douglas thing, there used to be a yeah. biggie. Um, that was like punk rock style. You could just set up a booth and sell sell the records that oh, somebody just brought to the U out of the trunk of their car. Yeah. Play it in the stalls, and if it was good, the kids would start dancing there in the aisles of the swap meet. I think he's E. Yeah. Right? That stuff. That's how he started. On the back of the trunk. Uh, so... That was heavy for uh, Dean, but at least we can get him the stuff well, from our we... bands. Maybe we can't speak so much for Mr. Springsteen. But... Well, I want it back, if nothing else. I mean, that's my—that's our stuff. I would, yeah, would yeah. absolutely not want to see it see it get burned. Ten like Mota. <laughs> ten years of paper Like Mota, right? And... They just put it in a pile and burned it. Yeah, they put, put it in the pile of Mota, so if you're I... standing downwind, you'll choke. <laughs> I hear a lot of Mota gets burned in this, uh, right, Terminal Island, this recycling thing off, um, whatever, is it Ocean Boulevard at that point? The road between Desmond, Gerald Desmond Bridge and Vincent Thomas. Oh, by the way, have you seen our bridge now? No, I haven't seen the new bridge. They put blue LEDs on the Vincent Thomas Bridge. <laughs> wow. My friend Max in Syracuse said they used to burn their stash every week, and all the kids knew where to go stand down. <laughs> and every week it would be something different. Like, oh, I got some cocaine <laughs> <Well>, this week. <laughs> this is good shit. And then eventually they figured it out and started throwing a tire in there. So all yeah, the kids so you would get all life-shortening vapors. <laughs> yeah, right, too much fun. Stomp it down. We got from um, So, yeah, good news for Dean. Uh, he's still making recordings, though, right? He's just avoiding the sh swap meet scene. Oh, I, I think he does occasionally. He doesn't have a good machine anymore. Oh. It's Dean, the taping machine, is without done a taping so machine. much of my gigs I over know. the years. It's okay. great. Well, great. And he's a resource, you know. 
That's yeah, right. So Alamo Johnny Mets. Law, you know, well, he's like some kind of tack dog, right? They just point him and sick him. Easy, easy target. No, yeah, no I know. Danger, no danger right. That one. <laughs> like Dean's going to yeah, like really get Belige on him. And well, we'll hope there's no Minutemen. Uh, we'll have to hope there's no Minutemen discs in, the, in those boxes. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, is he local? He's uh, Van Nuys. Yeah, but since born? Um, yeah. Or is born he a transplant? Okay. Because I don't remember him coming on the scene until like the late 80s. Well, he was into arena rock until real late. It still is. When and I you first met him because you were a roommate, right? Um, his room, he was good friends with another guy that I knew who was into the bands and told me about this guy who also traded tapes and collected Who shows and stuff, and I should meet him. Okay. And uh, so I did. He was like a couple blocks from my house and started coming to my shows about 1990. I think it was about little earlier than that he had started going to see like the Dickies and Firehose and started getting real into the the smaller bands. Did but, you ever know him with long hair? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the um Grant Hart stash. <laughs> see Bob Lee didn't know really the geographical layout of LA. So he comes from Lambertville, New Jersey and goes a far end of the val. <laughs> I was in Van Nuys, I was in the center of it. I first well, moved, the center of that—that's not the center of LA. <laughs> when I first got when I first got here, I was living in uh, the Park Plaza Hotel over MacArthur Park. Oh, wow. yeah, right and in then, the middle—that <laughs> was crazier. And then That's moved, way crazier. <laughs> and then moved to like seventh. But you and, know, you don't know, right? Seventh in Vermont moved from there, like hotel. I I had to go where my friend was. Yeah, you he just had didn't a friend know. at Otis Parsons College that was willing to let me. Which is right on there the by for McCarthy. a couple of couple of days till I found a spot. Oh, wow. Well, here we are, the end of the second hour of the February 26, 2005 Watt Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. February 26, 2005. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. Here's part two of Dreams of Rio. Jack Flanders has been sent to Rio de Janeiro to pick up a small stone statue and return with it to New York. Jack's contact in Rio was Paulo Pompadora and his lovely associate, Carla Davila. Well, the statue turned out to be a small, grotesque-looking stone head. That's it? That's it. Grotesque, <laughs> When Jack set the head on top of the television set in his hotel room, it fell off and cracked open. Uh-oh. Cracked open. Hey, there's, there's something inside. Oh. What is this thing? Inside was a crystal skull. Jack tried to contact Paulo. Paulo Pompadora has checked it out. Check it out? checked out. When he tried to reach Carla, an old woman answered. I am Carla Tavla. So now we find a bewildered Jack sitting in his hotel room in romantic Rio de Janeiro. And now 
week two of Dreams of Rio. Hmm. I don't know about you, Skull. Are you supposed to be human? What are, what are you carved out of? Some kind of clear... Oh, here's the export papers for customs. Uh, this description fits what used to be the head. Hey, I'm not going to get out of the country with this. <sighs> Hello, I, I'd like to make a call to the United States. Uh -huh. 313-367-1213. Yes, I'll wait. Hello? Short time, Detroit, please. What? Oh, he's out of the country? Oh, where can I reach him? No idea. Uh, when will he be back? No idea. Uh, can you tell me where he is? No idea. Right. All right. You've been very helpful. Uh, tell him to call Jack Flanders at the Hotel Preya Ipanema in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Hmm? Uh, 21-239-9932. That's right. Hello, do, do you speak English? Yes. Well, I'd like to speak to Professor Klaus Vargas. Hello, Professor. Uh, my name is Jack Flanders. I've, well, I've come into the possession of a carved skull that perhaps you can tell me something about... Well, no, but I, I'm told you're an authority on Incan artifacts. Y yes, no, I, I, look, I understand you're busy, but I, I'll, I'll bring it to the museum this afternoon. Look, this will take five minutes, that's all. Well, thank you. Hello, Gatinha. Mm, romantic Rio, eh? Pues, tu también. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Olha, vamos na dança do cachambu, sarafajé. É, é, não tá sendo de ver, é. Deixa eu pegar o cartucho. Quando eu pego o cartucho, leva um papo aí, tá? Tá, legal. Eu levo um papo a rapaziada aí que tá curtindo. Alô, rapaziada, como é que é? O número 91, né, professor? Ah, tá aqui, isso, tá aqui, você. Número 91? 91. Professor Vargas? Who are you? Uh, Jack Flanders, I, I called you about the artifact. I'm sorry, I'm very busy. Hmm. What do you have to show me? Well, actually, it's some sort of a clear stone that, that's carved into a... Oh, into yes, a... yes, yes, yes. Give it to me, please. Interesting. Where did you find this? Well, it's a long story, and since you're so busy, well, maybe I no, should no, just... No, 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 Please. Sit. Is it Incan? No. Aztec? No. Mayan? No. Nice weather? No. 
Can you leave this here? No. Would you like some coffee? Sure. São Cristóvão? É. Tudo bem, parceiro? Tudo joia. É a primeira vez? É a primeira vez. Legal. Qual é a música? Eu gostaria de ouvir o Destino de Maria. Destino de Maria? É. Almeida Neto? Exatamente. Legal, parceiro. Vamos oferecer pra alguém? É, eu queria oferecer pra uma garota muito especial. Hum, pra quem? Sueli. Alô, Sueli. Lá em Minas Gerais. Lá em Minas Gerais. É. Como é que é? <risos> Vai pra onde, dona? É? Where you go? Oh, Hotel California. Hotel California? Copacabana? Eh, sí, sí, Copacabana. Sí, sí, como no. All right. Welcome to the Hotel California. Such a lovely place, such a lovely place, such a lovely place. <laughs> Welcome to the Hotel California. You said the skull came from the state of Amazonas. Well, that's what I was told. Does that mean anything? I don't know. Should it? Well, apparently they wanted me to smuggle it out of the country. You think so? Yes. There are many ways to smuggle things in and out of this country. Do you know Paulo Pompadour? I know often. Well, if it's so easy to smuggle things out, why did he need me? I don't know. Maybe he didn't know the skull was inside that stone head. Paulo? Angela, que está aqui do meu lado. Angela? Para você. Sim, valeu. Então, minha prima André, que mora bem distante de mim. Alô, André? É minha mãe. Sua mãe, né? É. Como é que é o nome da mamãe? Cineia. Cineia? É. Legal. Vou tocar já já então essa música, tá? Um beijinho para você. Bom dia, tá? Tchau. Boa segunda-feira. Tchau. Vamos lá, meia-noite e 38 agora. You are Hotel California. Thank you. Have a wonderful time in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, I will. Oh, don't forget to pay. <laughs> no, of course. Here. Oh. And here. Good money. Ganhei o dia hoje. Welcome to the Hotel California. So what is this skull supposed to be? What do you mean, supposed to be? Well, if it's not Incan, what is it? Is it Indian? You don't know? Look, I'll find someone who does. Oh, don't do that. I'm being honest with you, but there are things I cannot say right now. Well, I think I need someone who can say. I could contact the authorities. No. They would take possession of the skull. Yeah, is that what you want to do? No, I didn't think so. ¿Tiene usted a un señor Jack Flanders registrado? No? Gracias. Uh, obrigada. 
I need the skull for a few days. Why? It will be safe in the museum. Why do you need it? It may contain a few answers. Yeah, but what are the questions? I can't say right now. Great. No, no. Jack Flanders. No? Está segura? How long do you need to keep it? Three, four days. Then will you have some answers for me? Maybe. Do you have a Senor Flanders registered? When? When I know I can trust you. Trust me? Shit. When I can tell you, you will understand. Uh-huh. You do? Good. Could you connect me? All right. Keep it for a couple of days. Thank you. Think nothing of it. While you are here in Rio de Janeiro, Mr. Flanders, you should enjoy yourself. Hello? Jack Flanders? Yes. Carmen Valderrama. Who? Carmen, from the mall. What? The Grand Mall in America, remember? No. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. Where are you? <laughs> I am in Rio. Really? Mm-hmm. Would you like to have dinner? Well, yes. Oh, I, I, I'm supposed to meet someone, but that's not till later, so sure. I'd love to. Hello, Donna and how are you finding Rio? It's great. It's beautiful. Have you been to the beach? Ah, oh, not really. But the beach is everywhere. We must go to the beach. We? Mm-hmm. Mm, see, sure. <laughs> are you in Rio on business? Mm-mm. Vacation. Good time to get away. They are installing an ocean in the Grand Mall. An ocean? Little ocean. Little ocean? For surfing. Surfing? A machine makes waves. For surfing in the mall? Nothing new. No? Already all the malls in Canada have oceans. They do? Well, little oceans. Well, that sounds wonderful. Surf and shop. <laughs> it's like a dream come true. <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Yes? I have one information for you about the statue you have. Oh, I see. Tonight we meet. Is that possible? I think so. When? Ten o'clock. At the Orishas Club. Well, where is that? I'll give you the directions. Who are you meeting? Another woman? Well, yes. Hmm. Have you seen the bikinis they wear? Tan chiquitos. <laughs> chiquitos, indeed. Such nerve to wear so little. Son chiquititos. <laughs> so, this afternoon I become Brazilian. Huh? I bought myself a carioca bikini. See? Uh, where? Where? Here, this. Oh, chiquito. Like it? <laughs> <laughs> so, who's the woman? Hmm? 
The woman you are to meet? Oh, I like business, you know. Where are you meeting her? Um, her place. Hmm. Business, huh? Where? The uh, Orishas Club. Orishas Club? You're sure? Yeah. Let me see. No. There is no such club. It's in the favela. The favela? She gave me directions. I'll drive you there. No, look, I'll take a taxi. I'll wait in the car. Look, I don't know how long this is going to take. Is it business or is it pleasure? Business. So, I will rent a rent a car. You don't have to rent a rent a car. You listen to Carmen de Favelas is the slums. Well, then I will just go slumming. Uh-huh. You go there alone at night with no way to return. Believe me, you're stupid. Essa realmente é demais, né? É aí que eu deito e rolo e perco a noção das horas. Meu compadre Renato Alfaia no pedaço artifício. Alô para a Andréa também lá na Barra da Tijuca, né? Que gosta muito dessa música também. Alô para a rapaziada. Alô para o Sérgio. Como é que é, Escapelli? Tudo bem, parceiro? Tudo bem, legal. Os trabalhos. Falou, compadre. Alô para o motorista da bandeira 2, o Zezinho, lá de Jacarepaguá, né? Costuma circular sempre pela Zona Sul. Louco. Look, look, is this not a bad part of the city? Mm-hmm. It has a certain charm. Te lo dije, you should listen to Carmen. Oh, stop, there it is. Uy, no, uy, 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 no, 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 you don't want to go in there. I do, no, no, stop, Carmen. Carmen, I said stop. Ay, bueno. Thank you. I'll try to make this brief, all right? What kind of woman is this? Shame on you. Have me drive you here for your illicit randomboo, eh? Rendezvous. Hey! <sighs> Latins. Well, nice joint. Wonder if it has a roof. Hmm. No one at the desk. What did she say? Second floor. in here. Your eyes will become familiar with the dark. It's, it's a little stuffy. Here. Something cool to drink. Oh, thank you. You have the statue? I have the statue, yes. It is a curved skull. A skull, yes, yes. How did you know? have a story to tell you. It is about El Dorado. The Spaniards searched for this city of gold everywhere, but never found El Dorado. But some people claim it still may exist deep in the rainforest. Oh, excuse me, it's, it's so hot in here. Could you please open the window? 
1937, there was an expedition looking for minerals. They said they had found signs of this city. They angered the Indians, who in turn killed all but one, and that one was too insane to be believed. Except he did bring back a statue. Do you mean that the skull is part of a... No, not the one you have, but one that was in the museum before it was stolen and sold to a collector. The museum had a similar skull? The professor did not tell you. God, it's so hot in here. C can I sit down? Take three more steps down the bank and sit down, my son. <sighs> sit in the vault, please. Whoever finds the lost city, if it can ever be found, will be rich. But the objects have value far beyond what a collector can offer. Are you feeling better, my son? What kind of value do you mean? They are objects of power. Objects of power? You know what this power. What do you want of me?
looking, stop searching, find. To me, just look inside. The state of love any time we catch. Incredible question, baby. And I ain't saying you gotta kiss no nigga ass. Just learn from the past and the future is bright. I won't stand around hating, I just won't fuck with you. I let the door hit you in. God is a bitch the wages of sin is death, cause niggas are kidding. Karma is a circle that'll visit your children. Quiet as hell. I don't know how you live with it. Cause bullshit, you got bullshit, you got bullshit, you got bullshit, you got bullshit. The bottom of these hands are shaking out the middle way. Pretty suffering, pretty real with me. The ink, but the ones that never understand what it is, what it is, what it is.
Watt from Pedro Show. That was some uh, Mission of Burma. Bob Lee picked. Yep. The Enthusiast. Peter Prescott. Or the Enthusiast. Song. Peter Prescott tune. Yeah, I told him about the radio show. They used. They did this little West Coast tour, and they used my bass amp. So I was at the Troubadour, and um, I told Peter about my radio show, and he goes, "Wow, you do a radio show too? How do you fit it all in? I just got time to uh, watch movies and smoke mota. <laughs> Barely enough time for that." <laughs> It's a different perspective. <laughs> yeah. So tell us something about Burma. Why'd you pick Burma? I like uh, Burma a lot. I saw him this week. And Did you see him was, in the old days, East it Coast? Was inspirational? No. That was 1982, three. What was, were you doing? They, they, they finished up. Arena Rock? Not quite yet. I was into The Who, and I was really into The Clash and The Jam. You haven't heard Petra's sellout yet. I still haven't. I now, wish you had it. She's been writing me kind of sad emails about shit she's getting on the internet for doing that. It doesn't matter. People, because she messed up some of the think. words. She didn't have the lyrics. She didn't know the record at all. You know, I asked her to do it because me and D. Boom were way into it. It's just a project to do. Never was going to be an album. And people are being so vicious. And some are really retarded. Like one guy, oh, she keeps slipping the time in. She couldn't have slipped the timing because she's singing right along with the record. The track eight was the record. She filled up the other seven tracks. So, you know, and if she screwed up some of the words, well, the Who did covers of people's songs, and they changed things for them, their style. And it's People are going to be purists and decide that it's, you know, it's wrong really likes to take, it. the, take a, the opposite approach. I, I flowed you some of his. Uh huh. I saw. I saw she it. He called it exquisite. It's awesome. He said that she got at what was the essence of the record, which was the harmonies. Yeah, something that's not uh, related to the thundering performance, which is hard to to do when you're thinking about them because those performances are so heavy and distinct. It's hard to pull the songs away from it. But that's really what she did, because it's not heavy at all. He said he was impressed she didn't have to raise her voice or have the idea that you need to do that when you do Who songs. Yeah. So I told her, don't worry. These people are going to say what they say. Haters. Player haters. One of my bands was once compared... Hate the game, don't hate the player. One of my bands was once compared to a cross between the Violent Femmes and Weird Al Yankovic. (laughs) Which I... Figured was about as low as. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, how anything with Yankovic in the equation is going to be stinking it up pretty heavy. I mean, what an easy gig that guy's got, right? <laughs> Just waits for a hit and then turns a word to make it silly. Uh, before that, we had a Long Beach band called the Magic Bullet Theory. One of the cats, Dave from. Uh, First incarnation of Bargain Music, his new band, and something live from D. Piazza's place, uh, Banyan's playing next week, Long Beach. And that tune was called The State of Love in the Time of Money, which uh, came right after one of Richard Derrick's things. Yep, this is from uh, a short excerpt from the solo career album, um, which is the song is entitled Glide. 
and that particular track was uh, Nels Klein and Ken Rosser on guitar, and Richard on bass and myself on drums. When? Three twenty-two ninety-seven at Spaceland, and that's just a little while of, ago. Courtesy of Dean. Right. See, <laughs> the man comes to the rescue. Uh, that should be coming out. Uh, that's improvised, right? Shortly. Just, just went for it. Just start playing. Yeah, that was the first time. I had met Ken about five minutes before we started playing, and we just had a brief discussion about what we might do. And Spaceland? Yeah. With you guys. Banyan had a female Right, singer. we're just ta- telling us about this, because you've played several... And Nels went up to somebody, I can't remember if it was the female singer or some guy that had... It was one of the guys, that Dave guy. And said, if you don't stop doing that, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. (laughs) Screaming and hollering. Which I had a difficult time. uh, But you played several sets of improvisation. You were running out of jam beats, right? Oh, yeah, we were talking about it. Well, Richard and I did two sets in a row, and... I kind of wished by the end of it that we had had worked out some more tunes because it became kind of exhausting trying to do it like twice in a row, yeah. even with different guitarists. But the other set was with uh, Mario Lolly and uh, Joe Biza. I think we might have did Hothead with you at that one. That's right. That's right. Is that coming out? I thought we recorded that on purpose. Uh, It's not going to be on this one. Might be on the next one. Right, I was asked to do that with the recording or release in mind or something. Well, I guess Richard likes to keep his options open. <laughs> well, it is a solo career. But we're in final <laughs> final editing now. Yeah, you know, I've been in situations, I remember there was one fire hose tour where opening band was Criminy and Dose. So it's like I never got off the stage. Oh, now you can play with me. <laughs> now it's your turn to play with me. I mean, I felt like such a dark. I never got off the stage. <laughs> I guess Greg Ginn was doing stuff like that too when he had his. Yeah, gone. Tricoli. And Tricoli. Black flag, so you never got off the stage. It was like, yeah, no, it's your privilege to play with me. <laughs> no, it's your privilege. <laughs> I can imagine being in the crowd and seeing this, like, you know, what's with this guy, man? That's how we got gone out Ted me to our flat town. Around. Huh? They how were we New Jersey guys. Our town, yeah. You know about this sim and... Uh, oh, yeah, they were, I, I knew them at, at the time. I think they were Trenton. They were near near Trenton. I think they were from. Uh, Where are the Wing guys? Uh, wing guys were New Hope. I think. Oh, it's just right on the border. I were think. Like Hopewell. Is New Hope right on the border? New Hope's right on the border. Because I've of driven. And when we stayed, I've driven through New Hope. Yeah. And when but you, it's with New York. It's up near the state line, isn't it? No, it's just north of Trenton. Oh, okay. So it's closer to Philadelphia. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I used to walk over the bridge. I conked at a place. Where, you know about Urchin? What's that, what are they called? Uh, oh, the Sound of Urchin. Sound of Urchin. Bill Fowler played in my first where do, band. Where's their pad? Because I conked at their... Lambertville. They are Lambertville. They're I in, conked uh, at their the, pad and woke up, the and there was Flemish. wild turkeys running around. I mean, these guys. 
you know, American turkeys, not the kind we eat, the European type, but these were big, big guys running around. <laughs> They're pretty uh, hefty, had some heft. That was a trip. Yeah, I haven't seen urchin, but yeah, Bill and I they played just in my played. I heard band. it because Jared uh, Trebitich was at the gig last night, and he said he jammed a song with him in Hermosa Beach maybe two or three weeks ago. They're on tour. But the Wing Guys, New Hope. Mm-hmm. They did shows in their in bedroom. the room, bedroom. <laughs> Easy to pack. Yeah, I didn't have to worry about caving. I knew about Mickey. He had a a radio show and a band and a fanzine and he was a couple years younger than me he was about 14 that would have really blew peter away mickey yuck (laughs) there is uh, ambition and and drive there from the beginning do you know of a are they new jersey the ergs you know these guys e-r-g-s don't know them yeah, I think they are New Jersey, and they're young guys. Remember uh, last week we played Vampire Party? They did a oh, yeah. cover of a Crimey song. Yeah. <laughs> they're trippies, trippy uh, trippers. But a lot of uh, energy out of New Jersey. That was a good place to grow up. I liked it. Well, there's so much stuff close. Uh, and... Uh, Ahead of that, we had uh, something live from Throbbing Gristle uh, from December, a couple months ago, when me and Georgie played the Ultramaris Parties Festival at Camber Sands. It was the last Throbbing Gristle gig. They might have broken up after that. The manager was telling me it was up in the air. They made CDs of the gig. Like 10 minutes after the gig was over, you could buy the gig. They had a truck out there, printed it up the covers, printed, silk screened the CDs, burned them. Yeah, and uh, so that was, uh, what song is that? It's off 20 jazz funk great hits. Um, not not good with the titles on that one. People, everyday people. No, that's Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> everyday people. But he's saying everyday people. I can't remember the names of it. I have to maybe look that up. Or I got the record. I was way into Thom and Gristle. And uh, it was a good gig. And, of course, we started the whole third hour off with Jack Flanders' latest adventure, Dreams of Rio's Part 2. So Jack is getting himself deeper into the trips he always finds himself. Okay, we got some uh, cat and beef heart here. Bob Lee, you're big into cat and beef heart, right? Very much so. Which uh, what, what are we about to hear? Zigzag Wanderer. All right. Watt for Pedro Show. You 
Watt for Pedro show. Mr. Bob Lee, we did a reprise yeah, of Backbiter. Was, had to get another I one. Had in to get there. another one in on the Watt for Pedro show. That was a tune called "The Right Time." It was an exclusive preview. That's right. Upcoming stuff that'll be released soon. Backbiter band. Mr. Bob Lee on the drums. Before that, we had Zigzag Wanderer, Captain Beefheart. Uh, we're coming on the end of the. February 26, 2005 edition of the Watt from Pedro show. Bob Lee, I want to thank you so much for being our special guest. Oh, Brother Matt, the assist. Thank you so much for having me back. Essential vital assist. Yeah, thanks for collaborating with Brother Matt on the spin cycle, too, and all the choice tunage you brought, plus your thoughts, insights, and perspectives. Well, much obliged. Yeah. And, uh, Look forward to doing it one day again. Yeah, absolute. Absolute. Good luck with all your musical endeavors. Thank you much. Righteous. And Brother Matt, uh, we'll be um, back with another. You know, uh, Flea wants to be on. So maybe he'll be our next guest. Tell me. Uh, let's come down to Pedro. So come on. Put him on the. On the uh, eye waves, and uh, God, sun came out. I got some uh, second men practice coming up, in two gigs tonight. So, everybody, uh, thanks for letting us into your head. Booted up some with some sounds and ideas. Keep your powder dry. <laughs> <laughs>